This episode of Crossing Broadcast is brought to you by the Crossing Broad Podcast Network, where you can listen to programs such as Crossed Up, a Phillies podcast, which airs every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. on 610 ESPN Radio, Snow the Goalie, a Flyers podcast, which also will be airing soon on 610 ESPN Radio. Recently, we sat down to do an interview with Flyers head coach Elaine Vigneault. It's always soccer in Philadelphia with former beat writer Kevin Kincaid, who now covers the Sixers for our site. He uh, sat down with a couple of uh, reporters recently to talk about the Philadelphia Union as they push towards the top seed in the Eastern Conference and the MLS playoffs, as well as Crossing Broad FC, where you can go to get all of your international soccer news and some betting trends. And speaking of betting trends, of course, there's the Broad Lines podcast, where you can go to get all of your information about the Eagles and the betting trends. But go check out CrossingBroad.com as well, where we do betting previews for most of the big games in both college and the pros. So go check those out. And if you're interested in checking out any of the online sports betting sites that are legal in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, of course, go check out the website as well, CrossingBroad.com, where there are some great promos that are running for Sugar House, FanDuel, and Foxbet. So go check that out. And without further ado, let's get to uh, this special episode with a now local legend, Adam Clark. This is a real treat as uh, today on Crossing Broadcast, we have a a special feature. And this is with uh, the man who set the internet ablaze. The man who uh, made Philadelphia proud by giving... The fans of the Delaware Valley are a real reason to cheer as he hit a daily double and put up a wager that will go down in history as probably the most important and the most epic of all daily doubles. And of course, that was 41 to 33. And that man is a local man. His name is Adam Clark. He's a police officer with the uh, Yardley Borough Police Department, and uh, he joins Crossing Broadcast. So, uh, Adam, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I want to get into a couple of things right off the bat. From uh, doing a little bit of research here, this wasn't your first time appearing on a nationally televised game show. Is that correct? It yeah, it was not my first uh, not my first rodeo, as they say. Uh, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, about five or six years ago, uh, and I did did pretty well there. I did did better on Jeopardy, or did better than I did on Jeopardy. Rather, uh, I won two hundred fifty thousand dollars on on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So. That that's awesome. So let me let me just I guess hit a couple of things here. So I know that in the past I've I've read that if you appear on one of those kind of nationally syndicated shows, that there's a effectively like a non compete, like you can't go appear on another show for a certain amount of time. Was that something that was an issue when you went to audition for Jeopardy? Uh, I believe it's a year. You have okay. to have a year in between being on these game shows or reality shows. Um, so. It was well over a year that had lapsed between Millionaire and Jeopardy, so I was in the clear. And there's also a rule about no more than three every 10 years. So uh, a a year from now, I'm hoping to get on uh, Wheel of Fortune. That's my next ambition. And then I guess uh, for a few years, I'll have to just uh, not be on game shows for a while. I, You know, I think of all of them, uh, Wheel of Fortune is the one that I also uh, would like to appear on. I mean, it's not as lucrative usually, but it uh, seems like a lot of fun. It, it does seem like a lot of fun. Who was the uh, host when you did uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It was the one and only season that Cedric the Entertainer was was the host. That's fantastic. All right, so let's get into this Jeopardy thing. So I, I I know a lot of people have the question of the forty one thirty three wager. If it was off the cuff, or it was pre planned. So I guess I guess we kind of have to address that right off the top. 
Well, it was sort of a, a, a little of both. Like going into the game, I had a couple ideas in my head of specific amounts that I was going to wager if the situation called for it, like if it was about the right amount. Uh, for example, I, I had in mind that if, if a wager of about seven or 8,000 would, would be appropriate, then I would wager 7902, which is my police radio call sign. Okay. Uh, and then if I found myself in a situation, which I did, in which a wager of about 4,000 would be about right, then uh, I might as well just wager 4133, you know, because that, that extra 133 isn't going to make that much of a difference in the game. Uh, and, you know, it'll be a shout out to the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, so where were you when uh, the Super Bowl win occurred? Uh, I was at my house uh, in, in Philly in, um, in the Fishtown area. And um, just sitting on my recliner and uh, just edge of my seat, you know, just couldn't couldn't relax until uh, until it was officially over because you never know. You never know what's going to happen uh, when Tom Brady has the ball in his hands. So uh, when they finally uh, when they finally uh, announced that it was over, I just stepped outside and just took it all in and just heard, you know, the the, the cheering and the wave of applause sort of come over the city. Uh, I remember there was a guy in my block who went running down the street uh, with no shirt on, like waving an Eagles banner. You know, it was uh, it was fun. Did uh, did the end of it feel any climactic to you at all? Because I, I remember, you know, at least at the party I was at, the announcers were kind of undetermined if, if that was really the end or not. It, it was like an, a moment that I thought Al Michaels kind of dropped the ball. Did uh, did that kind of happen at all for you? Or is that just like a, it was just full on elation and you knew in that moment that it was over? Well, it's, yeah, I guess it was as soon as I, I sort of held my breath until it was officially resolved and then uh, and then the elation kicked in. OK, so uh, here's a question that came from uh, Twitter. And, and one of the questions was, uh, did Patriots Twitter come after you uh, attacking you for uh, for this wager? And uh, were there any things that uh, any of the the attacks that were, uh, I don't know, creative in any way? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't even really like use Twitter. I mean, I, I've looked at it quite a bit over the last 24 hours just because, you know, uh, it's been all these people talking about me specifically. Um, uh, but you know, I saw the occasional hater out there, uh, saying, saying some negative comments, but I, I didn't seek that out. I, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure I could find Lots more Patriots fans uh, talking smack about me on the internet if if I went looking for it, but like I just I don't really have time for it, and I nor do I have the the inclination. Well, you know, it didn't work out so well for them anyway because uh, you know a few hours after them, I'm sure they were going after you on Twitter for it. Uh, they had to release Antonio Brown, so uh, yeah, it all, it all kind of worked out full circle. You know, good karma for that wonderful franchise in the north. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I was texting with a uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, who, um, my friend Dan, uh, and he was telling me that there were, you know, he sent me screenshots of some of the nice things that people were tweeting about me and said that there were some not so nice things that people were also tweeting about me, uh, uh, you know, mainly Patriots fans. And I said, well, you know what, if, if they're so smart, you know, they can get on Jeopardy and then they can, uh, they can wager, you know, 2803 or, you know, whatever that, uh, that Falcons comeback score was from the Super Bowl a few years ago. Sure. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, I guess one of the last things. I, I know that there's there's usually 
a bunch of people who, after the fact, after they go on Jeopardy, they talk about how grueling of a process it is to get on the show. How many times did you audition for it before you ended up breaking through? Well, uh, I took, I've taken the, the online exam, I don't know how many times over the years, probably 10 or 15 times. Uh, and once previously I passed the online exam, this was maybe like 12, 11 or 12 years ago, I passed the online exam. I lived in Arizona at the time. I got invited to audition in person uh, at, in Las Vegas. You know, um, you have to pass, when you go to the audition, you then have to pass a, a written test uh, and then they, they bring you up three at a time. They do sort of a little mock-up of the show uh, where, where you, you're buzzing in and you're calling off clues from a, a video screen and, and all that stuff. And then they do like a, a minute or so, just sort of interview with you just to get a feel for your personality, see what you like. Uh, and then if, you, if they like you, you get the call back sometime within the next 18 months. Uh, and in my case, I actually didn't have to wait that long because I auditioned in June and I taped my episode in July. So it was only a couple of weeks that went by between uh, the audition and, and getting the call. What's that experience like of having recorded it in July and it doesn't air until later in September? I, I have to imagine it's hard to not tell your family and friends what happened. Yeah, it, it, it is really hard. And, uh, you know, all, all my uh, all my friends and coworkers are all uh, hassling me about it, trying to trying to get little clues out of me and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's tough not to talk about it. So sort of a relief to just... Uh, have it all out in the open now. Uh, one person on Twitter asked, was there any thought to drawing uh, Gritty, the Flyers mascot, on the final <laughs> Jeopardy instead of giving it a good old try? Uh, no, in retrospect, I wish I had. <laughs> that would have, I guess, put you... If yeah. you weren't already in the pantheon of all-time uh, Philadelphia area people to go on these shows, that probably would have made you number one. Yeah, right? that really would have put me over the edge. I I got it. I got Final Jeopardy wrong anyway and, and got second place, so it wouldn't have mattered. I might as well have drawn Gritty. Uh, what was it like to meet Alex Trebek? Did you get to, to spend any time with him aside from, like, you know, the, the typical moment there on camera with him and shaking hands, uh, you know, after the game? No, you don't really spend any time with him uh, personally except on that stage. Um, so it was a pleasure to meet him. Like, um, I can't... Alex Trebek is so just kind of, like, iconic. Like, I literally can't remember a time when Alex Trebek wasn't hosting Jeopardy every evening. You know, he's just, like, all, all my life uh, he's been there. So so to meet someone so iconic was, was really pretty awesome. And, and he... Uh, he really impressed me with just the fact that, you know, in between tapings, he takes questions from the audience, he tells jokes, he tells stories, you know. Uh, so I was just impressed with how uh, professional of uh, an entertainer he was. Uh, anything else from your Jeopardy time that you'd like to share with the people that they might not have uh, gotten to experience while watching it on TV? Uh, well, I, um, so I don't know if you've, if you've watched recently, but the guy I lost to Jason Zuffernary, uh, he's really killing it. Like he's won 15 in a row now. Uh, and he's, I mean, legitimately top five, top 10 player of all time. Uh, so the night before I taped the episode, uh, I was staying at the hotel in, in, uh, in LA and, uh, I turned on Jeopardy. Uh, on the local affiliate to uh, to see to you know to see uh, see what's going on, and I see this guy Jason, and I'm like, oh, he's really good. And then the following morning, as uh, you know, th there's this uh, bus that comes and takes you to the studio, 
And, uh, you know, I'm chit-chatting with all the other contestants. We're all excited. I recognize, oh, crap, that's that guy I saw <laughs> killing it on TV last night. How many, how is he still here? Because, like, I knew that they had taped those, like, weeks and weeks ago. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this, this isn't good. So then I come to find out that, you know, going into that day, he had won 11 or whatever. And I was like... It was very disheartening to then watch him crush everybody. You know? Although I've got to think that there's a little bit of, of solace that you can take in like, you know, regardless of the kind of game that you were going to have, if you're going up against one of the all time greats, it, it still has to be something that, you know, kind of goes down as being a really cool moment instead of just getting beaten by like some some schmo that won it, one yeah. game, right? Yeah, it really was. Uh, and he was just like, couldn't have been nicer. Just totally a cool dude. So um I'm on his side. He's made a fan out of me. I'm rooting for him uh, going forward. I'm sure that you're going to have this whole area rooting for you the next time you go on a show. And uh, let's hope it's uh, Wheel of Fortune because that would be uh, that'd be really something to see. That's like the the trifecta, I guess. Of the, that uh, that the is TV, the right? that is the exact word that I used. Yeah, the, the trifecta of American game shows: this Millionaire, Jeopardy, and, and Wheel. Uh, let me just uh, ask you one last thing, I guess, and that's: uh, Is there anything going on in the uh, the Greater Yardley area that uh, you might be working on or uh, working around? Well, uh, I'll be up at Harvest Day, working all day tomorrow. So come on, coming up to Yardley Borough, Harvest Day. There's food and uh, vendors and crafts and, and lots of fun for the whole family. Any chance that they're going to give you a, a last second stand, a, a float, a hero's welcome? What are you thinking? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I, I, I suspect that there might be some people wanting to take pictures with me tomorrow, though. Well, thanks so much for uh, you know taking some time out of your day. I'm sure it's been a, a busy whirlwind in the last 24 hours, so I uh, really it appreciate has. you coming on. So uh, once again, that was uh, Adam Clark, our local hero, the 4133 Daily Double Wagerer. Thanks again for joining the show. Thanks for having me.